Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to the Help Desk for Tuesday, the 2nd of March. My name is Peter Wells. And I'm Tess Bennett. And it is actually March uh, for anyone playing at home. Uh, Tess, tell me all about the new safety gear for Uber Eats riders. Yeah, well, credit where credit is due. Uh, Uber is doing some... Well, you can decide for yourself how significant you think these changes are. Uh, but they've announced their, they've got new safety gear and technology for their Australian riders. Uh, from today, the Uber app will be able to tell whether its riders are wearing a helmet using object recognition in the app. Uh, riders will also have to complete a checklist of their bike's roadworthiness. And later this month, Uber will start distributing lights, reflective vests, bells and phone holders. Mm. And of course, these changes come after the death of two Uber Eats riders over three days um, in summer. And that was amid something like five deaths across the industry around that time as well. As the, the nine newspapers who reported this story have pointed out, the more resources a company provides its workers, the more likely they are to be classified as employees than independent contractors and therefore entitled to things like a minimum wage, workers' compensation and un- unfair dismissal protections. But Uber Eats says the legalities had nothing to do with its decision to deploy the new safety features and it, they are simply doing the right thing. Do you believe that? Um, look, yeah, they can't have riders dying. Ensuring a minimum wage also sounds like a pretty good way to improve safety among riders. We've spoken about it before around the the incentives, really, of having to do a bunch of deliveries as quickly as possible um, to, to make money and how, how that in that incentive incentivizes some quite unsafe behavior. I mean, as well. yeah, like you said, credit where it's due. Uh, the the vests are a good idea. I'm glad that they actually. One thing I was really worried about uh, as an e bike rider myself is that they would limit the speed of e bikes because I actually think it's it's quite handy being kind of as fast as traffic a lot of the time. It's a bit safer. Mm. Uh, so I was worried about that, but um, yeah, I mean, all of this stuff sounds. Uh, n- Sensible, sensible and above the bare minimum. Like you'd you'd hope that anyone riding on a bike would have a, a phone holder, for instance, if they were looking at the map the entire time. Anyway, moving on, and Will Oramus, who is a writer I'd never heard of until we started doing this show, and now I read his stuff all the time, um, has argued that Clubhouse and Twitter Spaces offer a new way of looking at social media. He says that feed-based platforms are powered by scale and automation. They encourage users to friend, follow, and like liberally, building sprawling networks that promise that aggressive ranking algorithm will filter out the chaff and surface the most compelling content. 
he is saying that new digital media products are focusing on low volume and high attention relationships rather than high volume, low attention feeds. And he talks about Clubhouse and Spaces as these kind of uh, th- these goals towards that. So you know, with Clubhouse, you need to be there at nine pm to listen to whatever VC guy talk about VC things because he's not doing it again tomorrow, and it's there's no RSS feed for that. I guess Twitter by moving into payments is offering a similar kind of thing that you're going to gravitate towards the Twitter people who actually make you happy rather than the Twitter people who just depress you nonstop. Tess, um, uh, any comments? (laughs) Casey Newton raised a point that, you know, social networking suddenly feels like a competitive space again after years and years of Facebook just crushing or buying Mm its competition. These platforms aren't necessarily going to be the next Facebook. Facebook's got, you know, 3 billion users. They've got unbeatable scale. Mm. But it's it's more about this, this other model, which is powered, and this is a quote, powered by loyalty, exclusivity, premium content, and niche audiences. And that's what's made the new upstarts viable. I think that's interesting. Advertisers will have to work out how they fit into that world if they're allowed in. Uh, might just be subscription only. Mm. But yeah, it is interesting that they're they're not out there copying Facebook. They're they're doing a more sort of personal relationship with users. Yeah, I think you know Facebook and Twitter have have, have really on two ends of the spectrum. They've captured that broadcasting kind of idea of of social media and these these new media companies are kind of falling in between. Uh, it reminds me, I've seen a bunch of people replying to this article talking about that that idea of the 1,000 true fans. Have you heard about that before? No, I haven't. Very early on in the internet, this essay came out saying, rather than needing you know 50 million viewers to friends on NBC, new creatives will just need 1,000 dedicated fans who will follow them anywhere and can make a living off that. And and I think whether it be uh, Twitter offering subscription, Twitch, or whatever it is, like we're, we're seeing that idea at OnlyFans. There are so many examples of that idea kind of bubbling up at the moment. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder what, I guess, the pop culture implications will be. We'll, we'll, you know, there'll be no megastars anymore. And moving on to Queensland, uh, which finally has its own QR code check-in app. The Queensland government uh, has rolled out a new QR code for hospitality venues and other businesses that they can use for contact tracing purposes. I've been living up here for a few weeks and putting my details into a bunch of weird check-in apps. Uh, One was literally just a Google form Mm -hmm. uh, because they are required to store and collect details. But the Check-In Queensland app only went live over the weekend and that's trailing behind all the other states and territories that introduced similar apps last year. And so far the app is voluntary for hospitality venues, which means I'll probably still be putting my contact details into random databases because unless you mandate it, like Mm -hmm. they did with the Service New South Wales app, no business is going to bother to use this new one. But they do still need to, yeah, store and collect those details electronically. Yeah, it's really annoying down here in Victoria because we have a really good implementation. Services Victoria's app is so good because it uses, like it uses uh, Web Clips, which is like a brand new technology Apple only introduced last year. I remember when it when Apple talked about it, I was like, no one's going to 
adopt that because it's, it's it's like its own weird QR thing. Yeah, Services Victoria does. So you don't actually have to have the app installed to use it and check in. Oh, that's handy. Yeah. That was the thing mm. that like delayed me getting the Services New South Wales app for a while. I was like, oh, I've got to download the app and take a whole minute to do that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I want to walk Seems in like now, friction. damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it, we still have that thing where – only 50%, I'd say, of businesses are using the, the official one. And then you've just got these other ones that you constantly, uh, as soon as you check in somewhere, it says, you must show this to the waiter or you won't be served. And it's their own unique one. I hate that. Don't do that. Yeah. And it's because as well, if you're wondering why we're not happy about it, because basically there's there's no guarantees what they're going to do with their informa- that information or if their job is making, you know, great Thai food, it may not be keeping information secure. Indeed. <laughs> and our final story is just for the nerds out there, but Google will now allow you to turn your smart TV into a dumb TV. This will get confusing, but stay with me. Any TV that's running Android TV will now allow you to switch to a basic mode that only has free-to-air TV channels and the settings, and that's it. Which and, and and by the way, you, you set your favorite HDMI for the TV to automatically switch to whenever you turn it on. So if you're using something like an Apple TV or or one of the new Chromecast sticks or Fire Stick, whatever it is, if you prefer that interface, you can jump right into it. And you might be thinking like, well, isn't that Android or Google admitting that Android TV kind of sucks? Yeah. It is, and I like that. I think that's a great move for a company to understand its limitations because I've got a Google TV or I've got a no-name brand TV in my house at the moment that is that is running Android TV and the interface is so dog slow, whereas I plug Google dongle thingy in the back of it and it runs so beautifully. So, uh, yeah, as soon as this is available, I'm going to switch to basic TV. I love this idea. I just, I wish you could buy a TV with like 17 HDMI inputs and nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> not a TV person. <laughs> it's a very niche audience they're, they're, they're targeting here, but I love Oh, look, it. I'll care about it next time I'm in the market for a TV, but as long as it works in the meantime. I think I've mentioned my sub $200 TV before on this show. Yeah, I think you have. (laughs) Well, that's all we have time for today. We will speak to you Wednesday. Have a great day, Tess. You too, Peter. And we'll speak to you then. Bye. Bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.